Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Extended Cut. As always, it's me and PD here. Uh, we got an exciting episode for y'all today, but before we get into that, I just wanted to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Easter's. Easter's. Easter's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Easter's is coming up. It's going to be an amazing time, guys. We're going to be That's so... That's a Nacho Libre reference. Nacho, Nacho Libre. Not Nacho Libre. 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 Yes. Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. I, I bombed that. I don't know. Like, like, it's right okay. Top, it's okay. Right. Yeah, we're going to... No sneak baptisms, I promise, if you've seen Nacho Libre. No. Uh, but yeah, guys, it's going to be an amazing time. April 9th, you're not going to want to miss it. So be there. Yeah, and we'll see you there. It's going to yeah. be an awesome time. So, cool. You ready? So ready. Let's do this. All right, man. So, you just kind of threw a curveball at everybody, sort of. You, you know, this series of, like talking to and hearing from from God this as Denver as in heaven man. Denver as in heaven so yeah. we started a new sermon series that really I mean it, it it's feels like Luke. a curveball yeah. it's Luke it's, yeah. it's just the continuation it's, it's an illusion yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so Jesus is like preparing his disciples for the time that he's not going to be with them in person anymore yeah. and he's teaching them about the importance of going out and praying for laborers to go into the harvest field. And so this whole moment about prayer and relationship with God and the kingdom of heaven being established through the disciples. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, you come up on this Mary and Martha uh, moment and I've, I've always, I've always understood it to be like, Oh no, we have to be like Mary, right? Like we have to sit at the feet of Jesus. But, but I realized that I'd never, I'd never taken time to seriously consider the reality revealed through that text that Jesus really wants to talk to us, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I've thought so much about our responsibility in responding to him yeah. that I hadn't taken much time to consider the, the beauty of the reality that Jesus wants to talk to us. And so he wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's really great too. Cause you know, at first glance, you know, you see just the absolute duality of this particular passage you know yeah. you 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 have martha cleaning not really paying attention to jesus being hospitable all of these things you have mary sitting at his feet and you're like obviously it's this one that's the most important like you're saying it's just like yeah we have to be this way but like there's a real nuance that you know, there was an invitation really for both of them to to hear from god there's an invitation to really just be in, in, in the presence of God in the moment and not that the work isn't important because it is, it's very mm -hmm. important. We all have jobs. We all have things that, that need to get done. But this aspect of experiencing the presence of God, and I, and I love the fact that, that when we talked about it, it was setting yourself up to be able to hear from God well yeah, in yeah, these yeah. moments. Because he, but it starts with him wanting to talk to exactly. us, exactly, not with our activity. I will push back a little bit though. Like I, I think that Martha was fully aware of Jesus. Mm. I think that's why she made herself busy. Really, right? Like so, it's like not that she, not that she was ignoring Jesus, but I think huh. that her response to the presence of Jesus was to like make him happy. So like if you think about love languages, okay, okay, that's that she falls into like the acts of service. Yeah, and she's like, I'm gonna love Jesus. Yeah, by serving him. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha, and by, gotcha. like, by, by like doing the right thing culturally, by doing the right thing and showing hospitality and kind of doing, doing, doing the work, I think mm -hmm. was probably an, ex probably an expression of her, of her, of her admiration and respect for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus is saying like, Hey, you can also respect me by, yeah. like I've got something I want to share with you yeah. that you're not going to hear if you're. Busy. Now it does say that she was worried about many things and that you know, or anxious, depending on what version you're reading. But mm -hmm. 
I think the yeah. So I think he does. I think he sees her. But I totally yeah. agree that you've got these two things. Yeah, yeah. Like like kind of shown again, like contrasting each other mm -hmm. uh, to help us see ourselves in the story. Yeah. And the reality is, most of us are more like Mary, I'm Martha, Martha. Yeah. than we are like than we are like Mary. But, like, but yeah, you yeah, know, and, and I mean, I love the fact that you said that because that's even the nuance, like. In our minds, we try to please Jesus by the the two insidious things, pretending, and performing, and performing. Oh gosh, yeah. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> there's a message right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you say, yeah. So we're gonna put on um, activity so that we can show Jesus that we're worthy of his love or that we can show him we're worthy of salvation instead of being like, man, I he's got something he wants to share with me. And what he, after he shares with us, after we hear from him, then we know what work to give ourselves, we get to give ourselves to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like that. Um, now during the, the sermon, which you all can listen to on YouTube or the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> uh, during the sermon, you said that that morning, your sermon changed three times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it kept changing around. What were the idea changes or the the thought changes like things that made it in things that didn't make it in or great question or, or what like spurred the no this Changing. is this is actually what god wants wants the congregation to hear yeah yeah so what i was feeling was and it, it was uh it was really just a matter of categorizing and what what was i going to call the subheaders because i kept i was like oh no this would be a clearer subheading but the one thing that the one thing that we didn't spend time on in the sermon was um, positioning or how to position ourselves at the feet. Mm. You know, we, we talked about, we talked about why we should lean in mm -hmm. and read Psalm 19 about yeah. all the things that the word of God does. It refreshes us. It revives us. It mm -hmm. gives us insight for living. It makes yeah. us, it, it gives us uh, encouragement. Uh, it acts as a warning. So the word of God is effective. The instruction of God is all of these things. So we need to do that. Mm -hmm. And then, but I didn't describe, and, and I described, um, where we can find it, right? We, we can find the word of God when we read scripture, we, the word of God comes alive to us and, um, and in church community that we can hear the word of God spoken over one another and mm -hmm. through the Holy spirit. But I didn't talk about how to position ourselves to hear those things. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. so, um, just as a, for, for Hope Valley, it was really like, I really felt like God wanted us not to be taught how to position ourselves, but to actually position ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the sermon, um, it won't be online, yeah. but we took time and we, we, we played some worship music and we, and we worship, like we worship, we got still mm -hmm. and we got quiet and we made room yeah. for, uh, Jesus to speak to us. Mm -hmm. I encouraged everybody to stop and listen <clears throat> for the voice of Jesus mm -hmm. to speak to us, for the spirit of God to speak to us in all the ways that he speaks to us, uh, to speak us with, speak to us with burden or direction. Um, not burden, not always bad, but burden sometimes just being like a sense of this is what needs to happen next. Um, and, um, God started speaking to people's hearts. Mm -hmm. And then as God was speaking to people's hearts, worship continued. Our service went, uh, long. So we, we broke the order of service at that point. And it turned into a time of, of praying for one another and crying out to God for healing and for him to speak to the deepest place, places and the deepest questions of our heart. Mm -hmm. And, and as he, as he is throughout all of history, um, 
he was faithful mm. again on Sunday morning and he, and he was speaking to people. And so people heard God speak to them for the very first time. That's amazing. And so that's, that's kind of the main thing. It was really a question of like, how do I fit the ideas in, in 30 minutes? How do, how do we, how do we do it all without just getting a lip service? Like, okay. Like tell people very hastily, mm-hmm. now be still, <laughs> you know, like that's what it would have come out as. And so like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's like, I remember one time I was speaking at a youth camp. And I was talking about the peace of God, but I was screaming. I was like, God wants you to experience his peace. You yeah. know, like, and I'm like, oh man, like, I'm like this angry dad yelling at these kids. I, like, is what they were, I, and I was just being passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized it didn't, it, like the message, the mode of delivery didn't match the content of my message. And I think it, it, it was confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> probably not just to my soul, but like to the students. Oh yeah, no, that's well. Yeah. Remember, remember Nico in um, in Sterling. So yeah. this, there was this young man, um, uh, and he's on the spectrum. And his parents were talking to him about, about coming to church, and yeah. they're like, "Are we going to hear the man who's angry at Jesus?" And they were like, "No, no, no, he loves Jesus." And he goes, "No, he's he's he yells at Jesus. And he's angry at Jesus." And so, like, man, that I just when when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, I need to soften my disposition." Yeah. Anyway, so tying all this together, uh, on Sunday, <laughs> on Sunday, I wanted to I wanted to help instruct us mm-hmm. in how to um, make room for Jesus, so that we can receive from His Word, from His people, and from His Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of like the last minute I, I decided to pull it out and instead of teaching on it. I mm-hmm. thought maybe let's That's just, experience let's it. actually just do it mm-hmm. and learn uh, by doing man. Yeah. Learn <laughs> by doing it. So, so the, like the, an impartation of like, now we all know what it feels like to get still in the presence of God mm-hmm. as a congregation. The people who are there know what it feels like to get still. They know what it feels like to have to wait a moment mm. to wait past the discomfort. Yeah. And we know what it feels like when he starts speaking to our heart and revealing yeah. the secrets of our heart and bringing us into the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. So that was, that was really exciting for me. That's amazing. So, yeah. But yeah, so sometimes I, sometimes I want to reorganize my sermon just cause you know, I've been thinking about it all week and it's like, Oh, here's a thought I haven't had all week, like for the last three weeks mm-hmm. when I've been thinking about this, like where did this come from? But in this case, it was really like, I felt like God was interrupting my plan, which Interrupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like I had these things that I really wanted to make sure people knew and I got Jesus I felt like the spirit of God was kind of like you know I've got something that I want for them as well yeah. beyond like like you've got the information and that's good but I want you to give them more than information yeah and so that's real yeah and, that's he, and, and he met us and it was special that's really good and, yeah. and, and I mean I love it how you know even as we're doing these podcasts and we're having these conversations, it's helping even me see more that like just thinking of all of the times that just in this conversation about this verse that we're talking about with Mary and Martha, we're referencing all of the things that have come before. So we're seeing it's like not these segmented episodes of, Oh, well, God did a thing here, and yeah. God did a thing here, and, and God totally did a thing separate. here. But, like, but yeah. it's all Mary and Martha actually... is separate from the seventy-two. Exactly. And separate from no, they are yeah. among yeah. the seventy-two yeah. most likely, mm-hmm. right? So, like, they're counted among the disciples, and so, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like it's all connected and intertwined, and for me, it's just like that's seeing the richness of Scripture yeah. 
in a in a in a new light and it's, it's like it's okay it's like wow it's not just the story and the story and the story but you can reference the things that came um before and it, it almost makes you lean in even more to what you're reading because you're like, this is going to be important later. Yes. This is going to be really important later. They're talking about something. It's going to come up yeah. later. Yeah. You know, Easter eggs in the Bible. It really is. And it, yeah. and it just kind of reveals it. I've mm-hmm. heard people say the Old Testament is the grace of God concealed and the New Testament is the grace of God revealed. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, it's not even all that concealed in the Old Testament. <laughs> it's really like if you're, if, you, <laughs> if you're reading. You, um, you, spe- you cheated on me with, when I with specifically an, yeah, asked you. He's like, and I'm going to stay faithful to you. Exactly. Right? Yes. So like, I mean, that's like, if that's not grace, I don't, I don't yeah, know what is, exactly. but yeah, you, you begin to see that like, you know, the, the foreshadowing of the new Testament in the old Testament, mm-hmm. you see the foreshadowing of heaven and even in Genesis, mm-hmm. right? So you sit here and you're like, Oh my goodness, it's all, it's all one piece mm-hmm. as much as it is 66 different books. And then, um, I mean, Psalms has so many different writers and, and so many different, um, kind of five primary sections, but you you realize that you realize it's all telling the same story, and it all refers back on itself in a really beautiful way. And it's mm-hmm. not like one person doing that; it's you know over fifty different authors pointing to the same reality yeah. across time and geography, mm-hmm. uh, so that we could see the the glory of Jesus uh, for what it really is, and not yeah. just miss him as like a prophet or a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Um, I do have a, I do have a question for you. So you know, in the congregation, people heard or, or experienced the presence of God and heard the the, yeah. the the pulling or the the pushing of the Spirit on them for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we encourage people to to go out and on their in their day to day lives experience that and really sit in the silence and and push past that that anxious moment of. Of quiet to get to the other side. That for it to arrive. What would you suggest our response should be, or how should we respond when we do hear God speak and yeah. when we do feel the presence of God? Because I know for me personally, the first time I experienced the the presence of God by myself, it mm. scared the living day. I think it's really good for people to understand. Like, like, like I why li- was it scary? It, I, I stopped. I was in, I, I'll, I'll never forget. I was living with my cousin. Like I was renting out the, the basement. She had a finished basement. It was basically like a, my little bachelor pad, but I was in worship. I was worshiping and, and I felt someone in the room. Okay. And it scared the living daylights out. It's because you grew up in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that may be it. Yeah. It's just like, it's like nope, uh-uh, wait a second. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I remember I, I remember it vividly. Like, I, I tangibly felt the presence. It's just like, oh, no, no, the spirit is here. Yeah. And What I, followed the fear? Was there a second thought? Or was it peace? Or I just stopped, man. <laughs> I didn't. I, so, and that's the thing. I didn't wait through it. Yeah. So when I, oh, okay. when I, when I, this, the moment I felt it, the moment I felt that, that tugging, that pushing, and I was just like, oh, this is real. The presence of God. You're like, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I freaked out. I was just like, no, nope, I can't do this. This is, this <laughs> that's mm, not what I asked for. No, thank you. I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this is a thing. Um, yeah, it's not, God is not a thought. Exactly. He, yes. It is. He is a person. Yeah. And it's like, it's real. Whoa. Wait a second. That, that yeah, wasn't yeah. quite. Yeah. Yeah quite prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. Now I search it out and it's just like, oh yeah, here it is. This is, this is the moment. And you wait in and you, and you sit at his feet and you bask in his presence. And, and 
prayer moments and really, I mean, really for me just personally, just those moments of being in his presence, waiting on the other side, it is peaceful. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I mean, obviously it's happened again. What, what, so it's not always terror. I mean, it's not always terrifying. It's not always terrifying. That was my fight or flight. He's a fighter. Yes. And I grew up in Chicago. So it's all the things. Yeah. So you're like, someone's in the room. We're going to fight. Yes. I mean, that was Jacob's response to this, to the angel. Yes. Yes. Like, let's go. You're my tent. We're going to fight. Right. And then they fought all night. And then like, that's one person's way of responding. Yeah. Right. When Mary's response was to like humble herself and to receive Gideon was to bow down. And he's like, nah, don't worship like right so like different different people at different times um respond differently and so it's it's fun to hear about people's personality yeah so is it always terrifying now or is, oh no it's not it's not it's not terrifying just now. for the person yes, like no. yeah, yeah there are a lot if of you're... reasons people would be afraid <laughs> people would be afraid they're afraid i mean honestly many of us are afraid of god i, I think yeah. even christians can be afraid of god yeah um we like him safe where we left him, <laughs> right? Like we, we want him to stay in our theological thought. Yeah. We want him to stay in our salvation bucket or our comfort bucket, but in inviting him to invade the rest of our life. I mean, even I use the word invade, it's such an aggressive word, but like inviting him to, to, um, to fill every part of our life. Uh, it can, it's scary for the new person and for the mature Christian yeah, no, because quite honestly, there, there are places that we don't want to give God access to, right? Like, yep. like we, like we, it's like, no, I'd rather, I'd rather take care of this myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather be anxious about this than, in, than invite you into this God. So, mm-hmm. so that's, that's why I want you, that's why yeah. I'm asking no, you. No, no, so no. talk about another, like maybe the next day, were you scared the second time and the third time or was it a, over a period of time you, you're, you're like fight or flight? <laughs> no, fight, fight or flight is definitely still there. Uh, so I think, you know, looking back at it, I, my first response, yes, I freaked out, but then I went and asked somebody about it. Okay. I was like, I, it was actually you. We sat down. I remember us. We were in a, we were in a Panera and like, yeah, I, yeah, I know that Panera. Yeah. You, we, were, we were in the Panera and you're like, yeah, you were literally asking for the spirit of the, you were asking for the creator of the universe to come dwell in <laughs> a place with you. What do you think was gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of answer. I'm like, this is really your fault. Yeah, it's just like you did it. You you, you asked him to, and he did it. You asked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that as I've grown with Jesus and and studied the Word and and been in these moments, yeah. what I've realized is yes. And I, and I think the initial fear wasn't just that there was somebody in the room. Cause like you said, I'm a fighter. I can, I can fight somebody. Yeah. It was the absolute power of the thing that oh, was in the room. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was powerful. Yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was like, that's something that me in my, my flesh, my skill, my ability, I want no parts of that because I know it's, it's it was so much. Yeah, you're, you're like, you're like, I can't. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'm not fighting a grizzly bear today. That's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I have, spent more time in his presence and I have gotten into his presence more. I've learned that he's gentle, Mm. he's loving, he's caring and and it's always safe. I mean, I I think, you know, I have a ton of nieces and nephews and we wrestle often and, you know, I'm much stronger than they are, but they're always safe while we're wrestling. I'm not going to let them get hurt. I might throw them in the air. I'm going to catch them. I might do X, Y, and Z and flip them. I'm going to catch them and I'm going to make sure that they're It's your strength under control. I think that's the definition of meekness, right? It's like strength under control is actually 
a remarkable thing. Mm -hmm. It's strength out of control. And the strength and the power of God is, is contained by, or, um, yeah, it's contained by his loving kindness Mm -hmm. and his faithfulness and his compassion and his mercy, uh, his justice, right? So he he doesn't just fly off with all of his power, but his power has expressions that Mm -hmm. work themselves to our benefit. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and against the powers of darkness, right? Like, yeah. like that's why he's so powerful, right? Like, yeah, no, it's, it is. It's, 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 like, we, we can pretend that it's all just like nice and flowers. And yeah. Like, it's like, like, no, it's, it's, he's strong for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's strong. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's done some things. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, that's, that's actually going to be week, week three of this series. Mm-hmm. Is um, week three of this? So we're doing that. God wants to speak to you, and then next week is speaking to God, and then week three of this mini series is is uh, the the power of Jesus to deliver. Yeah. Right, and you see His strength and His power on display, mm-hmm. and you know because He's 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 accused of of being of being of pulling His power from dark forces, and He's yeah. like, Nah, y'all don't understand. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's real, and I think that that power. As I've grown with Jesus, it, it doesn't do anything now but bring me comfort. Mm. And, and even in those moments, because we st- I still have places where I'm like, God, I don't want you to touch that yet. I don't want you to 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 I, I kind of want to sit in it and, and I just want to deal with it myself. But he's he's got a tendency to overpower that thought. <laughs> it's just it's like, that's really it's cute. Like, let me, no, we're let gonna me let, right we're going to we're, we're going to do this right now. But when he puts his hands on it, it's just like it's it's comforting. Mm. Um, you know, you think of of a, of a baby being rocked to sleep. You yeah. know, babies want to be picked up. They want to be held. They want to yeah. be comforted. They want to be carried. And that's what that's what that does for me in the, yeah. those moments. You know, when I'm experiencing experiencing his presence, I can let go and let him carry me. Mm-hmm. I can rest in his presence. He's, he's bringing rest to my weariness. He's bringing, yeah. bringing hope to those dark places that I want to try to deal with yeah. myself. Yeah. He's bringing, you know, just absolute comfort to the places that I'm anxious. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like one of those big security blankets or not security blankets, uh, the weighted blankets. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, put yeah. the big weighted blankets on and it's yeah. just, it, it brings this level of, comfort in in the restraint but but in in such a good way it's yeah. it's am, am, I, am, I, am i making yeah, sense it makes, I, it makes okay, okay, yeah well. so and, and that's the impact of god speaking to us yeah. right so mm-hmm. the impact of uh, of the word of god and the instruction of god it is comforting yeah. it is it is it's freeing right um the, the psalmist says david says your boundaries have fallen for me in pleasant places so yes. even like even when god says no you're not gonna you're, we're not gonna do this anymore mm-hmm. or he's like hey you don't have that capacity or like you know something like any of the boundaries that exist in our life either natural uh that have been ordained by like ordained by god or mm-hmm. or kind of revelatory by the spirit of god him speaking to us mm-hmm. it they've fallen in pleasant places because it's safety right mm-hmm. it's it's safety and protection mm-hmm. and it's not us trying to take care of ourselves anymore but it's god yeah. doing for us what we can't really even do for ourselves yeah yeah and, and then i think it brings a sense of confidence as well too you know i used to do this thing when i was a kid um <laughs> the fighter from chicago as a small 
child used to pick fights with people that I couldn't win fights with. Gotcha. But I knew I had my brothers and I knew if anything were to happen to me, they are much bigger and yeah, much stronger yeah, than yeah. me. So you fought with backup. I, I, I knew it. I, I always knew I could walk in confidence with things and yeah. say, because I always knew that I could say, oh no, my brother's going to help me. He's going to, to guide me. Now, at the same time, my brothers corrected me and were like, you knucklehead, yeah, why did you like, stop it? Like, yeah. like stop yeah. that. Like, like, that's not, you don't want to, yeah. Like, like you're not, like, I, I understand that you're, you're trusting and, and you should, mm -hmm. but you're putting yourselves into situations and circumstances that you shouldn't. Right. So there's that aspect of their maturity and their strength mm -hmm. guiding me yeah. as well. So, yeah. and, and I feel like the spirit does that in a, in a lot of ways. And, and when I'm in the word, there's that aspect of it as well. It's just like, yeah, God, you know, um, pastor told me once we were it was actually coming here and i was like talking so much trash like i was like yeah we're gonna do this and we're it's just full of faith being the big faith guy and it was uh he came it was uh it was pastor duke okay. <laughs> he, he, what, he, what he oh i gotta remember what he said he goes uh it was like faith without temperance or guidance from the lord it's like a drunk mouse walking into a room full of house cats. Oh wow! Or, so, or something. Or yeah, something. There were drunk. There was a drunk mouse, and there were cats, yeah, and yeah, all, yeah. all the things. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like, oh, all right. So I can't just go off half cocked and still just try to do my own thing in the yeah. name of the Lord. But really, yeah. that aspect of learning how to sit, be comforted, but also receive instruction as well too. Yeah. And then I think that was one of the. I think that was the thing that. That took the longest for me <laughs> to really like, you know, I, I would feel the urging. I would feel the presence. It would bring the peace. It would bring these things. But learning to let go of my own desire and my own will, because these are things that have been rooted in me since I was a kid. These are things that, you know, might be very important to me. And it's just like, no, 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 no. This is what I want. And I'm striving and striving and striving. Mm -hmm. And it's scary to let go. But what I found is when I do let go and I allow the word to instruct and and I allow my time in God's presence to be instructive to my life, it brings not striving for something that I want, but it brings contentment and peace in what he's called me to yeah. and what he has placed me in, you know, those pleasant boundaries, you know, um, you know, I look at the world that we live in. And there's this aspect of, you know, especially in the United States, it's like strive, 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 get more. You always need more money. You always need the 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 latest iPhone. You always need the new pair of J's. You always need, you know, all, all of these different things. But I look at what God calls us to and, and none of those things are going to bring us actual contentment and peace. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the first time I heard someone talk about contentment. I think I was 17 years old and I didn't understand what the word meant. Like I, I, like I had a. I had a, a knowledge understanding of the definition of sure. contentment, yeah. but being content in life, I didn't know what that meant. But this aspect of experiencing the presence of God and listening to him and him speaking to me, it's just like, oh, no, 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 there's peace. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do these things. All of the external forces that are saying, go, 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 go. This is what your life has to be, or this is what you should be. Because there's a lot of voices we're all going to hear yeah. that try to vie for our attention, that try to get us to listen to them. Because mm -hmm. there's lots of things speaking to us. Yeah, I think that, that, was the, that was the last. This is something that wasn't on the recording that I think is really important. That it's, it's um, the benefit of like a Sunday morning gathering 
of hearing the word of God preached and articulated, mm-hmm. of of feeling your heart burn or come to life when when you hear when in, a, in a corporate setting of worship or in your own quiet private like alone time with Jesus. But but like specifically, a benefit of Sunday morning is you, it's time set aside to hear from God. Um, it's time, and, and because we're taking time, especially collectively taking time and yeah. setting it apart to hear from God, then we hear from God, but we begin to recognize his voice. Mm. And um, Bishop, Bishop Brett told the story all through growing up that, that I really appreciated it. It's that, you know, his son was playing a basketball game and, and, he, and he was in the bleachers and he said something under his breath and his son still heard him out on the court mm-hmm. because a son can recognize the voice of his father because he's trained to hear the voice yeah. over and over and over, right? I, like, I could recognize my dad's snap like in a, in a, like you know the snap, yeah, yeah, yeah. the snap like hey boy like 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 that snap I mean it was like man it's time to go maybe it's like time to go check something out maybe yeah. I'm about maybe I'm on the line I'm about to get in trouble mm-hmm. right but like I recognize that snap whether we were in public or if we were in private like yeah. my ear was tuned to my dad's uh, uh, snap to get my attention mm-hmm. because he wanted to tell me something yeah right and I, I think the advantage of a Sunday morning experience is that it tunes our ears to the voice of God so that when we go into the rest of our week, our ear is tuned to it. So now all of a sudden we can hear the voice of God because we learn to recognize it maybe in a Sunday corporate moment of worship or in a small group. Um, we, we have an experience or so that when we're on our own, we begin to recognize the, the presence of, of God and the voice of God. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can hear him when we're at the grocery store and we hear him when we're on I-25 and we can hear him when we're, you know, you know, at work in, a, in the office place. We can hear him when we're on the sports field or at the gym mm-hmm. because, because we've trained our ear to be able to hear from him. We'll recognize him in, in every kind of circumstance yeah. where, maybe we never realized he was there before. Yeah, no, that's that, that's really good. I, I tell the students a similar thing <laughs> whenever I talk about the word. That's um, But but I really like that that analogy of even though he said it under his breath. And I mean, there's that aspect of leaning in that mm-hmm. we talked about. Yeah. Um, and when we, when Hope Valley first started talking about this leaning in thing, I did an exercise with it. It's just like, okay, what are all of the things that you can get from leaning in? I think my favorite one, Outside of if you're in a fight, you can actually break somebody's hand. If you lean, lean in, <laughs> you yeah. basically headbutt their hand. Um, but my favorite one is you can hear a secret. Mm-hmm. And I feel like oftentimes when God's speaking to us, it's sometimes a secret. He yeah. goes, hey, this is for you. Mm-hmm. But, but we need to have that posture of leaning in to, to really hear it and hear it clearly. So I, I love yeah. that. And having our ears attuned to it is amazing. Um, for those that weren't there on Sunday and didn't get to go through the exercise with us, mm-hmm. what are some, some practical things that you could suggest for them to position themselves well um, to hear from God? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it comes down to making space and time, mm-hmm. right? Just giving space and time for Jesus to speak. It's, it's going into, it's recognizing that but in the story of Mary and Martha, uh, the, the, the main thing is not Mary's behavior or Martha's behavior. Mm-hmm. That it, but the main thing is that Jesus wants to speak to them. Yeah. Jesus wants to speak to us. Like, like believe, believe that, that Jesus wants to speak to you. Um, and, then, and then knowing that Jesus wants to speak to you, 
make room for him to be able to do that. Right. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, if somebody, if you're, if you're in a time right now where you can like shut your computer and, and sit and ask God to speak to you, oh, Holy, Holy Spirit, Father, Jesus speak to me, right? Like, like God speak to me in this moment about this. Like, I mean, sometimes it's helpful to just say, God, I believe that you want to speak to me. Um, Sunday and you know I, I encourage people to pray like God I'm anxious about a lot of things and mm. I need you to speak to me mm. I'm, I'm like Martha I'm, I'm anxious um, but I but I believe that you want to speak to me will you please speak to me and then and then um, read the word um, break open the Bible and start reading the Bible and see if it doesn't speak to your heart it doesn't always speak exactly to your circumstance Mm-hmm. You know, like if your company's going through a merger, it might not, you know, the book of, you know, like first John might not speak to mergers, but it's going to speak to your heart and it's going to give your heart the truth that it needs mm-hmm. to be sustained through whatever your company's going through or firings or like yeah. whatever things are existing. Um, but I, I think we need to, by, by creating space, by reading our Bible, I think I'm even getting ahead of myself. I would, I, I said, shut your computer. I'd turn off your phone. I'd go to a quiet place. Mm-hmm. I'd go to a place that you're not cued to do other things and create a space to meet with God. I remember Pastor Jim LaFoon talked about meeting God. And may, maybe it wasn't Jim LaFoon. It might have been another teacher, but who, who talked about a special chair. He's like, I sit in this chair when I want to hear from God so yeah. that like my body knows, my mind knows, my soul knows, my spirit knows. I'm here to meet with God. Hmm. So for whatever, uh, for however you can, like create space or drink special tea, not like special tea. Yes, especially if you live in Denver. Not don't drink the special tea. No, no, don't drink the special tea. <laughs> don't make the special tea. Like, like, but like, man, I'm, I'm going to drink raspberry zazzle or whatever, like when I'm meeting with Jesus. And so like my body and my soul are cued mm-hmm. to meet with Jesus. So I would, I would make it special the same way that you make sitting. Like if, if somebody had something really important to tell you and it was good news, like make that kind of space hmm. for the spirit of God to talk to you and share good news with you. Yeah. Um, so turn things off, set some time and show up again. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's not just like hearing from him one time. I think sometimes people try like overcoming the anxiety of trying and then maybe you don't hear anything or you don't hear it the way you expect it to. Not everybody has like your, the experience that you described yeah. right off the top, but like, but like do it again. And show up again and show up again and show up again because God wants to speak to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even in that aspect, like you're saying, not everybody has that same experience right off the top or he didn't speak to you in the, the way or the manner you wanted him to speak to you. Yeah. Um, you know, for somebody that's, you know, maybe new to walking with Jesus or just stumbled on upon this podcast somehow, it's just like, all right, you know, it's just going to be like a burning bush moment. Am I going to hear a voice come from heaven? That's like. David, you're right. Right. Give Larry a raise. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's going to, it's oftentimes it's that still small voice. So I was talking to a young man after the service and I said, did you feel like God spoke to you? And he said, no, but I felt, I felt my heart changing direction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's the leading of God, right? Mm -hmm. That is the leading of the Holy spirit. There was this, this um, kind of rising up inside of himself uh, towards righteousness and towards Mm -hmm towards the goodness of God. Um, 
and a turning away from some some thoughts and ideas that were were unproductive and unhelpful. Though, though like if you evaluated, you'd say, "Oh, that's that's harmless enough." But it was like, no, no, his heart was was turning, and so it's not just a matter of like hearing God. It's about this. Uh, it's about a, a kind of a welling up of our spirit, or you know, God dropping. You know, He's going to use your personality, yeah. and He's going to use your. He's going to use the temperament that he gave you to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Like your, your temperament, your personality, that's like the, the chalkboard that he's going to write on. Yeah. So for people who, are, who, who see creatively a lot of pictures and stuff like that, I've, I've heard of God using word image, like actual using kind of the projector of their imagination to talk to people. Yeah. Or for people who are really into words, that God will drop words on their heart mm-hmm. and, and do that for people who are... Um, I don't even know what kind of person this is, but it's the way I am that, that at the end of the service, I, God didn't say break the order of service. It was like, it, it was just this like sense that I knew we needed to pause mm. and not move past the moment. There was not a word in my mind or a picture. I didn't even really know what was going to happen next, but I knew like after I did that, but I knew the next thing was to get up and say, Hey guys, let's just, let's just wait for a minute. Like, if you got to go home, that's cool. Like service, like, thank you for coming today. We love you. But like, let's just, let's just wait here. Let's linger for a minute Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I feel like the spirit of God wants to speak to us. I had no next step. I just knew that the, the only appropriate response when God speaks to us is faith and obedience. Yeah. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, I even asked somebody near me, I said, Hey, should we linger? And the person said, no, 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 we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I wanted them to say yes, because I was wanting, (laughs) I was wanting to go, like like I wanted to go with what somebody else was saying instead Mm -hmm. of what I knew God was saying. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I I just want it. And so I was like, like a little justification to know it's not. Yeah. So like, I'm not just crazy. I'm not crazy. And like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's let's pull the congregation who Mm -hmm. thinks we should linger, you know, but it was like, no, no. Like when the person said no and it crossed what I felt like God was saying, that was actually confirmation inverted yeah it was, right? it, was it was a spurring it was, it was like oh shoot this yeah. is what we have to do mm-hmm. and i don't know where we're going i don't yeah. know what's going to happen but all i can do is respond with faith yeah god you're speaking because you i literally just preached a sermon that he wants to speak yes and then he was speaking to me you asked for this yeah <laughs> I, I, I asked for this and, and and so so yielding to that obeying it aligning my life with it that's that's the only it's the only appropriate response yeah. to him when he does speak that way Gotcha. No, that, that's, that's amazing, man. Um, for, well, I have a, still, Ooh, I have so many questions now. <laughs> I think we're out of time. Are, are we, are, are, are we out of time? We I do need to set a time. I don't even know what, I think it's been like 45 minutes. It's probably been that minute. That, so, so, okay. I'll, I'll ask the last question. Um, for someone again, completely new to this, maybe is hearing this is like, man, I'm going to go get a Bible. Yeah. I want to hear from God. Yeah. Where should they start? In the Bible, where should they start? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great question. Um, wow. I mean, you could really just start anywhere. I love the book of Mark because it reads like uh, sports that are highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you know, it gets right into the ministry of Jesus. Um, obviously, I love the book of Luke because it, it lingers on the story of Jesus entering creation. And there's some real beauty. Mm-hmm. There's some real beauty there. I love Psalms. Uh, because you see a man or you know, a bunch of different people wrestling with with the reality of good, God's goodness in the midst of a difficult reality mm-hmm. in, the, in the midst of a fallen world and 
and a, a painful circumstance. And mm-hmm. so I think that's really helpful. My soul can identify with that. Um, so today, when they feel like if you're an intellectual, like Romans, like, my God, Romans is just extraordinary. And yeah. they'll like lay things out in kind of a, it's like a doctrinal treatise for yeah. somebody who's trying to think deeply about the things of God. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably say Mark. Like, yes. Mark. Final answer. Final answer. Mark. Because Mark. It, it moves fast. It does. So like, so like, but, but, I, but if you, when you read the Bible, and this could be another conversation, we ask God before you, like, so shut everything off, get quiet, get still, and then, and then say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I want you to speak to me. Would you please speak to me about who you are, about what your plan is? about how about who I am and about how I fit into your plan show show me yourself through these uh, words and show me myself through these words and the relationship between them and 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 then and then start reading and um, you know if you can re- if you can set aside 30 minutes I mean like five minutes is gonna feel like an eternity but like anything when you maybe like when you drive somewhere for the first time it's always it all it always feels like it takes longer because mm-hmm. you're what unless you're using your your map app but like, but like, if you're not using a map app and you're driving and you're looking for a landmark, it feels like it takes forever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but then, but then the second time you do it, it doesn't. It's not. It's not as far yeah. because you're recognizing things and you know where you're going and you're more confident in where you're going. Mm-hmm. So the first time it might five minutes might feel like thirty minutes, but you'll you're, you're you'll acclimate to it and you'll be more comfortable in that environment and in that setting and more expectant for God to continue to speak to you. Uh, the other thing that I would say is like, as you do this, let somebody know that that's what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. Like invite somebody into your journey to, to meet Jesus and to, to learn who he is and how to respond to him. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do it alone. Uh, we, we, I, I, that's just a, a drum. I'm going to hit that as often as I can. Yeah. And God's inviting us to follow him with other people. And that's, that is the life of a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. And, thank you. And thank all you guys for, for being with us today. Uh, join us next week. We're going to have an awesome episode for y'all. Uh, and next we'll see you on Sunday. Next week, I'm going to be interviewing Megan. Oh, so, oh man. Not yeah, us. Megan's, you. Megan's going to be week. preaching. I'm going to be interviewing Megan. <laughs> That's amazing. So, uh, so it'll be a, a lot of fun. So we'll see you next week. Awesome. We'll see you guys soon. Bye, guys.